Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode number two of Social at a Distance with Danielle Patterson. This time, I get to sit down with Carrington Smith, a graduate advisor for the George Taliaferro Sports Association, or GTSA, on the Indiana University campus. Carrington recently received his bachelor's in sports marketing and management and is currently looking to finish his master's in sports administration. GTSA works to maximize diversity and inclusion within the various sports communities on our campus. It works to provide equal opportunity for all of its members within sports majors and strives towards building a community in an environment where students can thrive and succeed as one. Today, Carrington and I will discuss why it is so important to have an organization like this one on campus and the impact that it can possibly have during the current social climate. We discuss Black Lives Matter and why it's more than a moment in time, whether trending on social media or not, and how it has turned into a movement so many people have become a part of. It's Danielle Patterson. I'm here today with Carrington Smith, who is a graduate advisor for the George Taliaferro Sports Association here on campus. He's studying his bachelor's in sports administration, and he's getting his master's currently in sports admin. What's up, Carrington? How you been? Uh, what's up, Danny? Uh, making it, you know, one day at a time. I feel you on that one. So I just wanted to kind of touch base with you today on just George Taliaferro, the sports yeah. association that we have on campus and everything that it means to have an organization like this on our campus here at Indiana, because from what I've read, this program provides a place for diversity, um, for inclusion, and just for people to kind of just come together and talk and um, conversate about things that are happening in Indiana, especially when it comes to Black, um, black Matters. Yes. So I want to specifically ask you, how important do you feel it is to have something like this on campus for yeah. our students? So um, we started the George Taliaferro Sport Association in 2017. Mm -hmm. um, me and some people there in my major, people I'm real close to, um, we were in an organization and we didn't feel like we were getting anything out of it. We didn't feel like we were represented. And one day I had an idea. I'm like, man, we can do this on our own. Mm -hmm. You know, I can start this or we can start this and be something for the people. So um, we thought about it, we thought about it. I'm like, all right, babe, let's do it. So we wrote the constitution from scratch. Um, we did everything from scratch early on, like business, you know, you have a treasurer in the organization, like we didn't have a budget. Our budget was our pocket. So we was paying for everything out of pocket. So um, 2017, we started the organization. Um, it, was, it was rough, it was rough because we didn't want to feel like we were segregating. Um, our major um that's kind of some advice we had got early on but we kept with it we're like man we're not this is we we had to figure out what was our selling point what was going to make us different than the other sport organizations here at indiana university and we were like thinking about it and we're like what are we going to do right. and we talked about diversity mm -hmm. and we didn't just talk about diversity in terms of race we talked about diversity in terms of women in terms of ability like all these things that go into being a diverse group and I think that is what drove us. So our um, our motto is team. Everybody together, everyone achieves more. 
And that's, we've been all inclusive um, since we started. So I served as president um, my first two years. I actually got to talk to Mr. Talaferro before he passed. Um, and I just told him about the idea, told him that this is what I wanted to do and what, you know, something we wanted to do this, something that we needed on campus. Um, and he was all for it. And when he actually passed, um, we leaked the news to the university. Like um, the co-graduate advisor right now, Ramir, Ramir Williams, um, he got word from George's daughter that George had passed. And so from our personal Twitter account, we tweeted it out. Mm -hmm. So NBC, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, all of them were using our tweet because we were the first ones to tweet it out that Mr. Tyler Farrell had passed. But just going through and navigating sport, like we just wanted a place that, you know what I'm saying, we everybody could come together. If you had the simplest liking of sport, like come together and talk about it. And we want it to be the gap bridge between campus and our student athletes. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a stigma that we wanted to break down. Like, you know, you coming in, you, if you came to a meeting, you're coming here as Danielle. You're not coming here as Danielle on the women's basketball team. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that starstruckness, like we wasn't doing that. We wanted to be a service of, to athletes, but we want the athletes to also come in and gain something from the organization. I think that's where we molded it and started it. Um, and, you know, now we are going on our fourth, fifth, fourth year. So um, we got another, a whole new e-board in. So we'll see what it has for us in the fall. Yeah, and I mean, going back to just even what you said about the way you come in, even as a, an athlete, I've had the chance to go over to the Neil Marshall and uh, be there for some events. And you really feel like in that environment that even though you are an athlete, you're just a part of conversation. Um, you're not someone that's, you know, in any way above anyone. There's no one below anyone. We're all on an equal playing field and we're all just talking about things that need to be changed. And that was, that felt so good because I feel like on so many occasions, we sometimes isolate and we kind of have this athlete bubble and we have this regular student bubble. And I didn't feel that at all when I was in the Neil Marshall and when I was at those events. So that was awesome for me. But looking forward, what are some of the resources that you see um, this organization needing to thrive, whether that's students, whether it's money, whatever it could be to continue to, to have the impact that you're having on campus? Um, for us to, I mean, you can never go wrong with a little green, like money going, <laughs> you know, but it doesn't solve every problem. Right. Um, I think for us, like we're, we're still fairly new, like mm -hmm. granted, you know what I'm saying? We going on four years, but still fairly new. Um, so definitely student um, interaction, um, student participation is big. Also like us getting into our athletic side and us being able to talk to and program with our student athletes and our student um, organizations within athletics, um, us being able to serve that community because in reality, when we started, that's what we want to do. So even, you know what I'm saying, being part of certain conversations, like we want to be the voice for diversity and inclusion when it comes to athletics in, in all aspects, whether it's a program, um, an organization that's not very diverse, needing some help with diversifying the program. Man, we got you. You know what I'm saying? We want to be that voice. We want to be the ultimate connector. Mm -hmm. How you, how, if I got, you know, I'm questioning about um, how to get into the industry, man, I got you. You know what I'm saying? We want to be that. And just building our network, you know what I'm saying? All support is good support. Okay. And, um, us continuing to connect, continuing to expand. We're actually, we'll have a, web, a website up by the end of, um, by the end of this month, you know what I'm saying? Just so people can see what we're about. Um, but definitely, you know, money is always good. Anybody want to donate? But, um, 
just being able to be a part of the conversation, having a seat at the table to express and be the voice literally of the people. And in this case, the people is the diverse population of athletics. Mm-hmm. All right, so obviously I can't speak to you today without bringing up Black Lives Matter and everything that's been going on just over the past couple of weeks. Um, and I know I spoke to you a little bit about this, you know, before I even got on here. Um, you're not seeing this stuff on Twitter as much. You're not seeing it on so many social media platforms. You're hearing about it somewhat less on TV now. But that doesn't mean that it's not real. That doesn't mean that it's any less important. So what is your opinion personally, somewhat on the intersection between an athlete and politics? Because I know, you know, sometimes when we put on those jerseys, I can even speak as an athlete, we're asked, you know, not to touch on politics or not to, you know, engage in those type of conversations. Um, But I think that in those cases, it's more important than ever because you have so many people following you and so many people willing to listen. So as someone that's not an athlete yourself, what is your opinion on it? Um, I definitely think that, you know what I'm saying, for so long and so, so long in history, it was always good to keep sports separate from society or politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so easy for us to say, no, 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 that's going on in the world, but this is sports. Like right. we were just in two wholly, two totally different universes. Yeah. In reality, Dr. Sales tells us all the time that sport is a microcosm of society. What's going on in society is going on in sports. Mm-hmm. And I think as a generation, you know what I'm saying, even like the likes of telling LeBron and the NBA athletes to shut up and dribble. Like that whole idea of that you're just an athlete. The whole idea of that we're paying to see you and you're going to do what we tell you to do. Mm-hmm. The modern day slave. You know what I'm saying? And I think that was the idea to keep us keep us confined, but also keep us quiet. You don't know nothing about this. You're just an athlete. But I live this every day. This is the skin that I'm in. You know what I'm saying? I go through these. Just because I'm an athlete doesn't mean I don't go through the same things as a black individual. Right. I think of so long in history, that's what you were taught, you know what I'm saying? Oh, athletes, you're up here, but everybody else who looks like you is down here, that don't make sense. Because no. I take this jersey off, I'm still a black man or a black woman. Mm-hmm. And I think coming in and now, you know what I'm saying, even with athletes transferring and athletes understanding their voice and their role, like, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Knowing that with the power, with the platform you have, you can hold your coaches accountable. You can hold, you know, some people in your community accountable because they put you on a higher level. You know what I'm saying? So when we're given platforms to speak out, we have to. Because if not, we're failing the people under us. We're failing the people, our younger generation, you know what I'm saying, that look up to us and say, wow, man, you were going through all that. You didn't say nothing about it. You didn't feel no type of way that this was going on. Oh, bro, I was an athlete. Like, that wouldn't even look right on our part. So I think as we go forward and as we're like this, our whole movement is progressing. Like, it's going to take even more athletes to keep speaking out over history, you know what I'm saying? It, social justice and activism is not something that just happened with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's been happening. Mm-hmm. It's been happening, you know what I'm saying? Tommy Smith, they was they was protesting in 1968 at Mexico City Olympics. It's been happening. You know what I'm saying? They was going like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Muhammad Ali, Bill Russell, Kareem, they was, they was, it may not have been police brutality, but it's been happening. You know, and it's easy to turn a blind eye when it's only two people fighting for it. Yeah. Easy to say it don't happen when it's only five people talking about it. Yeah. But when everybody's talking about it, okay, now we got to pay attention. Now we got to do something. Now we got to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they affecting the dollar. Now we got to make something shake. How can we support this group of individuals? Because they seem, they, they're, they're affecting the money. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's a, an ideology that we have to grasp as we go for it is green matters, money matters. You affect the dollar, it's something gonna shake. Some things are gonna change. If money is affected, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna, something's gonna flip. Something's gonna flip. But you can, and for our generation, and I think this is where we have to give in, we're getting there. For our parents' generation, discipline. They were disciplined. Our grandparents were disciplined. Bus boycotts and stuff, they was walking to work in the snow. <laughs> for us, after two weeks, it's a wrap. I'm cool. It's, it happened. We done talked crazy on Twitter. All right, we back to it. Yeah. I mean, we can see that as far as a virus, you know? Yeah. We, I feel like even with that, you know, people feel the need that they have to get back outside. Yeah. Like, how about we respect it and realize it? not a game, but that's just another aspect of when you're talking about that discipline. Yeah. You know, it's That's a big thing. And I think that you know, more than anything, I think we owe it, like you said, to the generations that are coming after us. I mean, that's what means the most to me, um, yeah. as far as that with when, you know, when there are little kids coming up to me and my teammates after after those games, you know, yeah. we want to give them a chance. Yeah. You know, because it's not only just about us. Mm-hmm. You know, just because we, I always say it's because we put a jersey on, our brains don't turn off. Right. You know, it's not like I take it off and, you know, my brain turns back on, I put it on, and it's just only basketball. No, I... I understand. We see, we feel, we have feelings, you know, we know what it feels like to take that Jersey off. And then, you know, you might just be just a black person just walking down the street, you know? So I think that shut up and dribble narrative, it has to be, it has to be over, you know, because we have to be able to to talk about these issues and let people know that, you know, just because we're in front of, in front of the shining lights for two hours a day doesn't mean that we aren't experiencing these problems because they are problems they are relevant and we need to let the kids behind us know like we're trying to do something to fix them and i think that's even when you talked about like having feelings like morale has just money has trumped morale in so many ways like so much is going on with the system and everything else where money is just over it all when when is the the morale when is the humanity coming back into it Mm-hmm. When is it going to say, you know what, I feel because I can see myself in you? Mm-hmm. That's when change is going to come. When we see ourselves in the person that, you know what I'm saying, you're not, you don't necessarily like or you don't necessarily have strong feelings for, but you see yourself in that person, mm-hmm. compassion is going to come. Right. Empathy is going to come. We use a lot of sympathy because, you know what I'm saying, I tell you, oh, it's not that bad, Danny. Yeah. No, empathize. Put yourself in where Danny sh- in Danny's shoes. Mm-hmm. We won't understand nobody until you walk a mile in their shoes. I can't speak, I can't judge you. Yep. I'm a witness to what you're doing. Right. And if I can help you, I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. But we can't judge people no matter who they are. Yeah. It's hard. It is That's so hard. Gotta refrain <laughs> from. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, just even what you're talking about with, you know, empathy and all that kind of stuff. Some people ask, well, when are you guys going to give it a break? You know, when is it going to be enough? Like you guys have been talking about this for weeks. I don't think it's ever going to be enough. Because I know as long as I have to wake up in this skin, I know as long as there are people around me that have to wake up in this skin and then they're oppressed and they're having these problems, I have a responsibility to use my voice. You have a responsibility to use your voice. So many people have that responsibility, you know, and yes, I, I will say as an athlete, we're afforded certain things that maybe everyone isn't. But that's just more fuel to our fire to say, right. you know, what about the people that don't have? What about the people that don't have that platform? Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, I want to just kind of roll on here to the next yeah. question. So how do you think that we can continue to lay this foundation for 
the students of color on this campus yeah. that are involved in sports because you have so many teams here where you have right. black athletes mm -hmm. um and i think it's imperative that we keep using our voice to push for change mm -hmm. i think it comes in terms of support like mm -hmm. um and, and challenge your white coaches and white teammates like challenge them to see it from you never understand what we go through mm -hmm. but you can try to see what we're going through right because you can't walk you can't be black mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but an ally allies we need allies mm -hmm. we need allies we need some people that's willing to risk it on the count that i love danny and that's my teammate and i'm gonna risk it for her mm -hmm. so that they might understand what's going on yeah um, in terms of we need to the, the gap has to be built between the black community and our black student athletes mm -hmm. and i think like early on like um we were talking about this uh yesterday mm -hmm. on campus first week on campus Talk, we got our football players that move in, you know what I'm saying? Our freshman football players we got during the summer, usually group students are here. Mm -hmm. Group scholars program. So it's a natural wall that's built between black males, regular black, like black males that are not athletes, and our black male athletes. It's a it's a wall. Yeah. It's when you first see a black athlete as a black male, defensive. Or he think he all that because he's on the football team. Mm -hmm. It's natural. It literally happens. Every summer, since I've been, I came to IU summer 2015, and I've been in Bloomington every summer since, mm -hmm. and it happens every year. Because we, it's natural. It's 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 like a competitive nature. Like, yeah, who chess bigger? When in reality, we are the same. When I look at a black football player, a black athlete in general, I see myself. Right. Because at the end of the day, we both black men. And I think that support has to come from, for instance, if, if for you, the black women have to support our other black women. The black males have to support our black males. There is no reason that that it should be all love as soon as we see each other. Right. Hey, bro, what's your name? My name Carrington. Nice to meet you. Hey, bro, if you ever need anything, you know, lock my number in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when they, when y'all, when y'all go, when y'all come in the summer, y'all at the stadium or going to the crib. Y'all going to work out, going to eat, going home. Dang, bro, when the fall come, I'm trying to have fun. I'm trying to be with the black community. Mm -hmm. Oh, bro, I got this contact. You know what I'm saying? He hit me up in the summer. We ain't as busy now or in the off season, but we ain't as busy. Let's go hoop. It's the it's the brotherhood and sisterhood within that. It's taking that competitive, taking that that toxic masculinity and flipping it. Yeah. And having conversations and kicking it with and understanding where people other people come from. You know what I'm saying? Like. A lot of our football players from down south, we're getting a whole different perspective when we talk to them. You know what I mean? We're getting a whole different outlook on life. We're getting a whole different story. Everybody got a story. Yeah. Everybody has a struggle. Our struggles may not be the same, but I have a struggle. And you do too. And when we start looking at what how we are alike and stop looking at how we are different, we're going to come together. Unity, unity is the key. Unity is the key for us moving forward. Yeah. We have to unify in order to conquer. Whatever we want to do. We come together, we can do whatever we want, especially being young, especially being educated. We can't, we can't, we cannot be trying to be the one. We have to be trying to be one of the ones. Mm -hmm. I want to be one of the ones. Mm -hmm. It can be a thousand ones. Guess what? We all one of one of them. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be the top dog. What about the top dogs? Right. You know? True. So, yeah. That's, that's where we got to go. And we're going to get there. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. We're going to get there. And I think, uh, you know, I 
so often just being within the athlete community, you hear the word and you hear it from students around campus when they say, you know, you guys are in your athlete bubble. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I don't like that word. I don't, I really don't because I mean, I don't like the fact that we're looked at as being on the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm be the first to tell you, I'll go sit down with anyone at oh. right at Tobias, anywhere, Mm -hmm. and have a conversation with them. I don't care if you wear a jersey for this school or not, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's automatically thought when you walk into a classroom sometimes with professors and with other students that you're on a different pedestal and that you can't be talked to because, you know, the fact that you're on a team. And I think that's something that kind of needs to be broken down. Mm -hmm. No, come have a conversation with me. I want to have a conversation with you. Right. <laughs> I want to know, you know, what your life is looking like as a regular student. Exactly. And if it's so be it, I want you to ask me what it's like to be a student right. athlete, a black right. student athlete, a black female yep. that's a student athlete. Yep. You know, I think that wall needs to be broken down, right. you know, and it's going to take time to do that. I, I believe so, you know, because, you know, we're walking in and we got our book bags on and our gear and everything, you know, people automatically start to assume and mm-hmm. I know that they do, but at the end of the day, we're people and we're approachable people. <laughs> the key so. word you just said was being approachable. And that's on both ends. Mm-hmm. That's on but you as in the community, you already know if you see a black person a head nod. Right. What's that? <laughs> a fist. What's good, bro? Mm-hmm. And being approachable on both ends will allow us to move forward. And then everything else, it'll be a trickle-down effect. Because if my homie play on the girls' basketball team, you're going to see a lot more black students at girls' basketball games. Mm-hmm. My homie play on the football team, hey, bro, we're going to the football game this weekend. We ain't just tailgating. We're yeah. going to the game. We buying tickets. Mm-hmm. Not marketing affected. Because now when you see an ad for buying tickets, you're going to see some black people, and they're like, oh, okay. It's a trickle down. It is. Much, but we, we talk and we have a conversation. We're in these spaces together. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to do this? Bet. I got Hey, Danny, I know somebody that's trying to do this. Mm-hmm. I bet I got you. Hey, you, I'm trying to get into whatever this is, and I just don't know who to talk to. Oh, Carrington, bro, I'm, I'm about to send somebody your way. Yeah. Being approachable, allowing us to connect and network. Mm-hmm. We got to be for each other. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, y'all are much more than a roster spot. you much more than the number on your jersey. Mm-hmm. you the name on the back, too. Yeah. That name on the back means a lot. And we got to be able to, hey, if ain't nobody going to ride for you, we got to ride for each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Upon when graduation comes, whatever happens in life, you got to network. When it's on a recruiting trip, there's no reason that our black athletes on all of our campuses, especially Big Ten, should not be taken and being able to be seen around other black people. Mm-hmm. When recruiting, you should be able to see people that look like you in the spaces that you're going to be playing or working. So you're comfortable. There shouldn't be no reason that you're isolated to just the stadium in Briscoe. Yeah. <laughs> encouraged to go to, hey, we got some events. I know y'all tired. Hey, we got this event this week. Um, you know what I'm saying? The Black Student Union is throwing this. Just come, bring your blackness and be black. Yeah. We got to break. And it, it's easy to say, man, I'm tired, man. I'm not trying to go all the way down to the Marshall. I'm not trying to go to the library. And we can maybe come up, find a meeting and we meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. We say, okay, bet we gonna link up here and we gonna do this event, and that's why G- that's what GTSA. That's why I cre- we've created GTSA. Mm-hmm. We want to be that gap bridger, right? The fun of being a black student and a black athlete merging, coming together, and we all one. 
Dang, bro, you was in school with Daniel Carson? <laughs> that's the homie. Like, we've been cool. Dang, bro, you know such and such? I guess, bro. That's that's how close we are. You know what I'm saying? I was talking to some uh, some of my old heads, and, like, mm-hmm. they were just talking about, like, even, like, the gym culture back in the day. Like, we, we hooped with the athletes all the time, or we, we did this with the athletes all the time. Like, we was one and the same. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got to do. We got to get back to our roots. We yeah. got to. And unify, be, be down for one another. If I see daddy wherever and she needs something, I got you. We got to be that shoulder that each other can lean on. Mm-hmm. And we're going we gonna to be successful in athletics, academically, financially. We're going we gonna to make it happen. We've all, our people have always made it happen. Yeah, always. No matter the struggle, we conquered it. Yeah. So this is just a small little step. We just got to jump up on it. I think, I think more than ever, all of this time has given people a chance to really kind of reset and ask the question, you know, what, who am I and what impact can I have? Because like I said, you don't have that jersey on all day. You have that jersey on for two or three hours a day. And when I say jersey, I mean, you know, whether you're in practice or playing a game, whatever that means, but who are you when you step off the court? What impact are you having on someone else when you're not on the court? So I think we kind of even touched on this a little bit. My next question was going to be, you know, as a student, that's not necessarily associated with athletics as you're not on a a team here. You know, what is something that you see around campus even in student life that you can see being bettered, you know, in years to come? Yeah, um, definitely in terms of like the campus, just being, making spaces feel inclusive. we push diversity, and this is in all-encompassing of all of our predominantly white institutions in the country. Like all of our universities pushing diversity, but in reality, our students don't even feel comfortable, or don't feel included to even be a part of those spaces. Mm-hmm. For example, I'm gonna give one example here: Little Five Hundred. Mm-hmm. Little Five Hundred for Black people. We don't go to the race. Yeah. We gonna party all week. We gonna do what we do, and then that our white um, classmates go to the race. Mm-hmm. I've never been to the Little Five Hundred. Yeah, and that's a big, so, a big event here. A huge event. Yeah, nationally <laughs> known event. Yeah, that a whole demographic of our school doesn't even attend. Mm-hmm. So what if we had a black bike team? Mm-hmm. All right, bet. Let me go support my people. The race is two hours. Okay. Let me emerge my submerge myself in that culture. Or uh, even if it wasn't just an uh, all black um, by by black even if you had black more black riders, period. Yeah. You know, intentional go. Mm-hmm. Don't say things like I don't see color or it's not th- that. Mm-hmm. That's invalidating everything we go through. That's invalidating me as a person because at the end of the day, when you look at me, you see my black skin. Yeah. But being intentional and say, you know, I see that there's a problem. How can we solve? Hey, Carrington, give me five black, black riders in the university. We're going to put y'all on random teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's five people that we can go support. We can go cheer on while also submerging ourselves in the little 500 culture. Yeah. Because if we, if we don't see no interest in it, if we don't see a common interest, we don't see somebody like, what am I going to support for? I'm not going to no race. <laughs> we got nothing to do with me. We about to go throw this kickback over here. We about to go throw this party. Hey, come out, little five. 
-hmm. Money will flow. If, if, if you're intentional, money gonna come. Mm -hmm. Money's gonna come. Yeah, yeah. But that's just something small. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I, just to even backtrack to yeah. what you were saying before, just about like, whether it's having, you know, black bikers or anything else, I think that, you know, here in Indiana, I can speak for my team. I mean, we have such a diverse team where we right. have black people, we have white people, we have black coaches, we have white coaches, yeah. we have just, it's, just, it's inclusive. Yeah. And I think that's the word sometimes that we're missing big time. Diversity and, and domestic yeah. inclusion. Yep. Yeah, just the yep. inclusion, just the fact that, you know, engage us. <laughs> you know, we're not asking, we're not always asking for to be separated and to say, well, we right. need our own this. Well, in some cases we do need our own. But at the same time, you know, put some black bikers in there and see yeah. how more black students come. There you go. You know, so it I look, just, at the end of the day, like you said, it looks, it looks better on you. Like, yeah. hey, we this this event that was so whitewashed is now diverse. Yeah. Look how far we have came. You know, you got to do is small little tweaks, small little adjustments, just like a game plan. Yeah. We're going to get the dub, but we just need to make a little minor adjustments. Have time, let's make an adjustment. All right, let's go out and execute. Mm -hmm. as a university they gotta execute that's a big word so i'm gonna read a, a small quote mm -hmm. to you okay. that I saw, um, and i want you to relate it just to everything that's happening <laughs> every morning i open two gifts they were my eyes mm. what does that mean to you in terms of that could be covid that can be uh, this black lives matter movement whatever you feel perspective Mm -hmm. And you can look at the same painting and see it from two totally different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Eyes bring perspective. You have to have a perspective in order to create change. Mm -hmm. You can't stand on the side of not having a side. Mm -hmm. You have to have a perspective. You have to have some understanding of what's going on. You have to have, have, to have a grasp of what you know or what you don't know in order to find a solution. And I think within everything that's going on. Like we have to take the time to look at things from another person's lens. You ain't never gonna feel what they feel, but you can try to understand and look at some things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. When you're reading, it's so easy to, these eyes can deceive you. It's so easy to say, dang, I read that, man, that, that don't sound right. Now take it out, take yourself out of it. Take the eye out of it and just read it. Mm -hmm. Hey bro, that's all. That sounds so different. It takes the eye. When you look at, like, perspective is just, it's, it's so broad. There's so many different ways to interpret so many different things. I think for me, like, um, me and my pops was talking, and we're talking about rather being blind or being deaf. Mm -hmm. and for me personally, I would rather be blind. Because hearing, you can, you, I can do whatever I want. You can tell me Carrington take five steps back, and I know what to do. Mm -hmm. Carrington take three steps forward. Carrington jump. Mm -hmm. I, I can listen to the sound of your voice and you'll tell me what I need to do. Versus my eyes, for instance, if I'm deaf and I can see, if I'm riding my if I'm walking down the street and I don't hear the siren, I don't even know if I don't even know I'm in trouble. It's a perspective. And I think as we go forward and we're going change is gonna happen. It's coming. Just get ready. It's coming. It's definitely coming. <laughs> you have to be willing to look at stuff from two totally different perspectives. Mm -hmm. and understand and educate yourself on what you don't know so you then can know so you can add that to your perspective right. I I think when I read it 
the first thing that came to my mind was grateful. I think that was the first word. Mm -hmm. um, I think I thought of change. Yeah. And I think the reason I thought of those two things is because over the last four, five months, mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen so much death, whether it's been from this virus, whether it's been from police brutality, yeah. whether it's been from any of those things. And I think of the mothers out there that are grieving, that, are, that don't have their sons, that don't have their daughters. Um, so that's, that's more so what I landed on, was just being grateful and knowing yeah. that every day that I wake up, I have a chance to A, impact somebody, yeah. but B, create change. And whether that's through me playing basketball, so be it. Whether that's through me be doing these type of conversations, so be it. Whether it's just having a conversation on the street with someone, so yeah. be it. But I have that opportunity every single day when I wake up to create change. And that's so important. But yeah. I want to ask this before we, before we wrap it up. Yeah. What events can we expect this year from GCSA? You know, permitting that we are on campus, <laughs> we don't have to be six feet apart. Um, <laughs> and, and the thing is, even if we're not on campus, this this event is is gonna happen. So um, last year we did a student athlete panel mm -hmm. and just looked at you know life and sport from that was awesome. The I lens of <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And this year we want to do like a series. Mm -hmm and like break it down and be very intentional on what we're talking about. So having athlete of all female athletes, mm -hmm. athlete of all male athletes, maybe some, um, some IU alum athletes, um, having some athletes in non-revenue generating sports mm -hmm. and being intentional in the conversation that we're having so that we can tackle this problem. Cause we gonna, we're gonna make it happen. Mm -hmm. Our generation are the chosen ones. We are the agents of change and we gonna make it happen. Yeah. And I think though, like, and um, starting with conversations like that, like though that's intentional on what we're sharing, mm -hmm. because Danny's experience on the basketball court is not the same as somebody's experience on the soccer field, or somebody's experience in the pool, or somebody's experience on the tennis court, somebody's experience on a wrestling mat. So many different lenses, so many different perspectives to be a black student athlete. So um, even maybe talking to some black coaches and understanding their lens and their perspective. Mm -hmm. And for me, I learn best through others' experiences. I can read it, but if I, if I see that you went through it or I hear about your story, and that's how I learn best. And I think that will allow us as a university, us as a people, us as a entity to change because I'm seeing it from so many, I'm hearing it, I'm getting validated from so many different people and sources. And sort exactly. Some people want affirmation. I want confirmation. Mm -hmm. I want. I want to. I want you to confirm that you know. What I'm saying we're going in the right direction. So definitely be on the lookout for the sub series of you know. What I'm saying the Black Student Athlete Perspective. Well, I'm excited for it because yeah. I know how great those events yeah. are. I've had the chance to go to some of them, yeah. so I'm <laughs> I'm super excited for it. But overall, I want to say thank you so much for sharing. No problem. Your no problem at all. Um, I'm looking forward to everything that's going to happen for GTSA. Yeah. I'm excited to be a part of it, and I'm excited yeah. always to have these conversations. Thank you so yeah. much, Harrington. Definitely. Follow us um, on Twitter, all caps, IU underscore GTSA. Our Instagram, GTSA underscore IU. And then um, our Gmail is GTSA0044 at gmail.com. There you go. There you guys have it. This is Social at a Distance with Danielle Patterson and Carrington Smith.
I'll see you guys next time. Bye, y'all. <laughs>